Hello and welcome to the Blue Pea Leader podcast. And I'm your host and the founder of Blue Pea Pod, Ruth Sanderson. If you want to become a leader of an organization where people feel alive and fully contribute, one that really understands who you are, lets you contribute your talents, live your purpose and make a difference. Listen in now as we share the latest practical ideas and techniques to experience authentic success through leadership. Hello and welcome to the Blue P Leader. I'm Ruth Sanderson and in this podcast I want to talk about a subject that I love, lifelong learning. Now for me I think lifelong learning and leadership are two phrases destined to be together. See lifelong learning is a phrase that's been around for a while and but the thinking behind it was that knowledge, education and learning weren't just confined to our childhood and the classroom, but actually is something that we do over the course of our entire lifetime. We never, we should never stop learning. Now, here's a fascinating quote from Brian Tracy, a well-known sales and leadership trainer. If you read only one book per month, that will put you in the top 1% of income earners in our society. However, If you read only one book per week, which is 50 books per year, that will make you one of the best educated, smartest, most capable and highest paid people in your field. Regular reading will transform your life completely. And if this doesn't inspire you to want to learn... I'm not entirely sure what will. Now, forget about, you know, one book per month, one book per week. Actually, really what he's saying is whether it's one TED Talk a month or one TED Talk a week, one podcast a month, one podcast per week, etc. You kind of get the principle that effectively, if you just do something a little bit, it's going to elevate you. But if you do this thing a lot more, it is going to... If you if you make your training, if you make your learning, if you make your uh, growth a key part of your life, then it will return amazing dividends for you. So lifelong learning then isn't just a buzzword, but it's a route to understanding uh, greater capability. So why do I think this is essential for modern leaders? Well, over recent years, we have a shift in leadership thinking. So you know, many, many years ago, senior leaders were the authority figures who were the font of all knowledge based upon their intellect. But of course, we've since discovered that leaders who achieved sustained success weren't necessarily those that had the highest IQ, but ones who had the highest EQ, more commonly known as emotional intelligence. Now, Change is a constant and leaders have realised that in order to deal with the continuous change in today's business landscape, they need to keep developing. Now it's about leaders developing their skills that are aligned with a multi-generational workforce. It's about ability to communicate in a way that inspires others to follow their vision. Having the capability to engage and align employees with the company values and developing skills to 
create an environment where team members are inspired to become lifelong learners themselves. So Brian Tracy, who was the whose quote I shared, was one of the first personal development teachers that I came across in the very early stages of my career. He still lectures and consults with organisations today and is a real example of lifelong learning. He's been running a thriving global corporation based upon learning at 75 years of age. So this guy walks his talk and in it he describes three types of learning that I want to share with you. So the first type of learning is maintenance learning. Now Maintenance learning is primarily about you staying up to date in your industry and area of expertise, whether that's as HR director, MD, ops director, head of talent. The aim is that this type of learning keeps you up to speed and prevents you from falling behind. Many leaders that I talk to mention reading an occasional book, keeping current with industry blogs every now and again, believing that this is adequate to adding to their education and development. But I want you to think again. So let's use exercise to illustrate this example. Say you know that a 30-minute mild workout twice a week will help you maintain your weight and a general level of fitness, which is a good goal to have. However, what it doesn't do is build your cardiovascular fitness or allow you to build more strength and muscle. It's kind of... You sort of see my point, it's just keeping you kind of there on the edge. You're not sliding away, but neither are you really sort of like getting any better. So maintenance learning is vital, but it's only ever going to keep you up to date at best. It's never going to move you forward. So then we have growth learning. Now, this is where you start to build your knowledge and skills in areas that you haven't experienced before. So you're kind of taking things to the next level. So it could be that you're building existing capability further. So if we go back to the exercise example, now you're starting to do some cardiovascular fitness or you're increasing your weight so that now you're building more muscle. So you're taking it to the next level. But it could also be that you're actually developing new skills and expertise in areas that you haven't built them before. So, you know, looking in a business context, it could be that you're going, well, I've done presentation skills, but now I want to do um, storytelling or I want to be able to do platform speaking. Yeah, I may have done a little bit of coaching, but now I actually want to be able to coach to an advanced level. I don't just want to be able to coach for uh problem solving or basic performance, I really want to be able to coach for solving complex complex situations. So growth learning is about continually expanding your mind in a way that enables you to do things that you could not do previously. And the last type of learning, shock learning. So Brian Tracy describes this as learning that contradicts or reverses a piece of knowledge or understanding that you already have. So often companies have success with a product as a result of an unexpected problem or as a byproduct of failure. There are quite a few out there that are well known, but the one I want to share with you is Viagra. Now, this was known as the first lifestyle medication when it was launched in the mid 90s. 
What many people don't know is that Pfizer initially developed that compound for the treatment of hypertension, high blood pressure, and angina, chest pain due to heart disease. However, during trials, male patients experienced a side effect and the rest is history. So shock learning can give you insights that enable you to either take advantage of a significant change in your company or marketplace. In Pfizer's case, a product which brought in $2 billion in annual sales in its first 10 years on the market. Not bad. However, many people are creatures of habit and leaders. We're we're no exception. So too often when something happens that is completely unexpected, it's more comfortable for us to ignore it and stay with the norm or bury it or try to explain it away into something that is more expected. So maybe it's time to take a lesson from Viagra and embrace shock learning too. How can you take your learning to a new level? So let's look at that. How can you create learning habits so that you learn something new every day? And here are a few ideas to get you started. Now, remember, new habits take time to become a part of your daily way of doing and being. So you've got to set yourself up for success and commit to consistency in whichever of these you choose to embrace. It's not just, oh, let me try all of them. It's kind of pick one or two and then go, right, okay, I'm going to do this for the next 30 days. And at the end of 30 days, have a look and see how well it went and go, okay, is this something that I enjoyed? Maybe I didn't quite hit it every 30 days, but I'm going to have another go. Or is it at the end of 30 days, it wasn't really, didn't suit me, so I'm going to pick something else and have another go. So here we go. You could commit to reading every day. Just scheduling 15 to 20 minutes and and read a chapter two chapters, depending on the size of the book. If you scheduled that time every single day, you would very quickly be getting to the point whereby you could do one book a week, let alone one book a month. If you drive a lot, how about audiobooks and listening to them? Or, speaking of listening, how about podcasts? There are many, many to choose from, depending on your industry. And of course, you're listening to this one now. Develop a network of go-to experts and ask them questions. That's another thing. So you basically have people who you know and you're kind of going out picking their brains, wanting to learn from their expertise. And eventually, hopefully, you'll become one of those people that people want to pick your brains and learn from your expertise. It's kind of this sharing actually stimulates learning. Because in some cases, I know when I'm asked questions, it makes me think, okay, in some cases I kind of go, well, this is an answer I would have given a year ago. But after recent experiences, what's the updated, modified answer? I'm not, I don't just go, here's the answer. I kind of want to think, based on everything I know right now, today, now what would the answer be? You could become a member of a relevant professional association and initiate some networking there. You could attend conferences and training programs. There is another way, which relates to what I was saying in terms of, you know, go to experts and ask them questions. Ideally, you become somebody who they ask, you know, people then start to ask you. Taking it a little bit further, you you could 
teach somebody else what it is you have learned. Now, there's a caveat to this because there are certain things that it would be unwise to start and teach somebody. You know, very often when, you know, people who are good at what they do when they're teaching it make it look really, really easy. Um, But, and that doesn't mean to say there's certain things, you know, you read a book and you, you get some insights in that book. Share the insights. That would be a great way of getting somebody else, either you're sharing the insights, but also maybe the person's thinking, oh, that would also stimulate me to want to read a book, listen to a book, etc. Notice and observe what's going on around you, rather than just sort of like walking through life, not fully paying attention. And I guess one of them, but there's two final ones. One is whatever you choose to do, then reflect on what you've learned And lastly, apply what it is you have learned. It's like being that role model. Lastly, sometimes actually your development is you investing in yourself. It isn't always about your company funding your development, your company deciding what your development route path should be. One of the best decisions I made many, many years ago was to decide to invest in me. And at a certain point, that also meant I decided to invest financially in me and my development and growth. And it has, when I started doing it, it was kind of scary. But I have to say, it has paid dividends down the lines. So, plan what you want to learn, how you want to grow, and then start. And there's no time like the present. Until next time.